0: following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia.
1: You're listening to Sylph Radio, the wait,
0: No, wait, no, no, wait. that's the other one.
1: Nope, looks like we need to make a correction. You're listening to Fairpoint. Oh,
0: I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Cap. Ka- wait, ah, ah, Another ah.
1: correction! We keep fucking this up. We're always fucking up, and if you motherfuckers would email us at fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com and let a dude know when he
0: fucks up. Maybe we wouldn't have to figure <laughs> out that we fucked up weeks later. Or
1: a year later, as the case may be.
0: No way. <laughs> No way. Are you really... See, we're about to start off with a little bit of corrections uh, for past grievances or so, but are you really saying they date back as long as a year ago?
1: We're going all the way back to ScarePoint 2013, the Slimer episode... We referred to John Belushi as Jim Belushi we, a few times. We didn't. And I didn't catch that we in didn't. editing, and nobody caught that listening, apparently. We or if didn't. they did, they just didn't want to oh listen. Oh my God,
0: the wrong Belushi.
1: <laughs> uh, no, we definitely meant John Belushi. La Terrible. I'm sure everybody figured that out. We made, made references to his Saturday Night Live skits. And yeah, Jim Belushi. Who then. else has a similarity to Slimer? <laughs> Jesus.
0: But that's okay, though, because I tend to get their names confused, too, because they're both J's. uh excuses i myself have a correction to make from the robin williams episode
1: oh just a couple weeks ago arg yes uh please uh, tell me the correction is that robin williams did not die a few weeks ago and he's still here and that was all
0: just a no nathan that was just your dream damn that that was my mistake (laughs) no you asked when i was talking about the academy awards then i said the emmys and you said whoa those are the same thing i was like yeah they're totally the same thing nope Wrong. I knew it. Wrong. See, I'm always right, except oh, for God. when I
1: call him Jim Belushi.
0: Yeah. No, we all know Emmys are for TV and the Academy Awards are the Oscars, which are for the best movies of the year. So, dur, Craig. <laughs> but it's not like you, you corrected me either.
1: Well, there's another correction. This one, we are multiple offenders of. I realized it because last week we lost another very awesome old white dude with a beard in Hollywood. Santa uh, Claus? yeah, Santa Claus, uh John Hammond, Richard Lord Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. and Shame. yes, i uh, I it's very sad for me, Jurassic Park being my Star Wars. You know, uh, this So, where's the correction here? Big thing. The correction, well, when that happened, I was noticing, hey, well, he's a lord. He's like beyond, sir. This motherfucker's a lord. Yeah. And I was thinking, how do you become a lord? And I was like, you know, basically, we don't have to knight him. We have this tradition on Fairpoint where we will knight people sometimes, like H.R. Geiger, it's Robin happened. Williams.
0: Michael Crichton. And Paul Bellini. Yeah, yes. For the kids in the hall. Not because Paul Bellini himself deserved it, but...
1: Yes, he did. <laughs> the kids in the hall deserved the great it. Great Bellini.
0: No, remember, we...
1: Well, long story short, I started thinking about how we knight people and how Richard Attenborough was Lord Richard Attenborough. And I realized that numerous times we have referred to this as canonization.
0: Oh. It's not canonization. canonization. That's when you become a saint. a saint. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I feel silly. That is silly. That's dumb mistakes that we know we shouldn't be making. And but yet we're no, still you doing. know
1: what? Fuck it. We canonized them and knighted them.
0: Ah, canonization saint and Michael knighthood. Crichton. Saint Sir Michael Crichton. Saint <laughs> Sir Michael
1: Crichton. We were canonizing them for subgenius. Anyone can right. do that, right? So right. they're now subgenius prophets and saints. So
0: what what is he the, the prophet of? The prophet of the techno-thriller?
1: Uh, the patron saint of the techno-thriller, yes. Correct. <laughs> and... Paul Bellini, the patron saint of bathhouses. Only makes (laughs) sense. H.R. Geiger, the patron saint of night terrors. I was going to (laughs) say,
0: oh my Um, God, it's coming right for us.
1: It's coming right for us. He's the patron saint of sexual (laughs) night terrors. There you go. Uh, And geez, what was the other guy again? Robin Williams. Oh my God. Oh my God. Robin Williams, the patron saint of improv. improv. Yes, there we go. So that wasn't a correction, just a, uh enhancement.
0: An adjustment, if yes, you will? Yes, an
1: adjustment, a slight well, adjustment and enhancement. I like
0: that. I, You know what I hate, though? I hate talking about how we were wrong about things. So let's fix this right now. You asked me a couple questions last time that really got me thinking, and I love this whole idea of asking weird, random questions like that. So I came up with a few for you this week. Okay. Alright, are you ready? I hope
1: so. I certainly The Closter hope so.
0: Craig questions.
1: <laughs> okay, the closer Craig questions. Let's do it.
0: Okay, first, you have a unique opportunity to get a Mogwai as a pet. Yet, in this clearly fictional world, the movie Gremlins still exists. But instead of it being a comedy horror, it's a PSA-type documentary warning the dangers of this pet. Do you still want one knowing what could happen if you don't take proper care of it even once? Okay,
1: so the idea is everybody knows about Mogwais. It's not like I saw Gremlins and I'm like, oh shit, this is a real Mogwai. This is like, I already right. knew Mogwais were you, real. They you learn
0: even... about them in like fifth grade, warning you not to get them as a, as a pet. <laughs> uh, would I want a Mogwai as a pet? Because well, they so soft and cute and furry. That's the
1: thing though, Gizmo is so damn cute and furry. Not Fury. Furry. <laughs> the other ones are Fury. They're cute and Fury. <laughs> All the other ones are just Well, they're assholes. not even really cute. They're, they're cute, but they're... Oh, well, are you talking about the gremlins dicks? or the other mogwais? The other mogwais. Oh, okay. Gizmo's like the only one that's not a dick. Uh, So I feel like I probably wouldn't because they'd just be little bastards. Well, do
0: you think that kind of has something to do with the way they're raised? No. Versus nature versus nurture? No,
1: because... Well, oh, because you're saying the old Chinese guy raised Gizmo? Because I was going to say Billy had the other ones too, but then again, it wasn't Billy that... That brought them in
0: and made them dicks.
1: Well, I was going to say it wasn't Billy that made Gizmo a good person. Gizmo was already being raised by the old sage in New York City.
0: And he raised Gizmo to be
1: quite the upstanding mogwai. That could be a factor. That very well could be. I never thought about that. I always just thought Gizmo was just... The random a rare. Uh, exception that proves the rule. Yeah.
0: You're, you're one uh, of those uh, anti-pit bull people, aren't you? Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I probably, just kidding.
1: I probably wouldn't want a Mogwai. When I was a kid, I probably would have. <laughs> right, but As I mean, just adult.
0: how scary is that? Thinking that, oh my God, I mean, I could have owned this Mogwai for 10 years and nothing's gone wrong. And then the one time, you know, it, it's, I, I dropped some water on it. Now, if my neighbors had a Mogwai... <laughs> I would be scared. I'd be worried. Very worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you said no. You still you would not. I don't want think so. No,
1: I think I would be like no. mogwais are little fucking assholes. They're they're kind of cute, but
0: see, I asked that question puppies. because you hear so many people like if you're talking about gremlins with friends or whatnot, they're always saying things of the sort like, oh yeah, it would be awesome to have a mogwai I would totally want. I'm like, no, you don't. You no, want you don't. Pokemon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There, fixed. Okay, question numero dos. Someone offers you a lifetime of riches, no questions asked. However, if you take it, you must move, leave your family and friends behind, and are barred from ever contacting them again. If you break this rule, you'll be stripped of your fortune and not even able to afford a trip back home. Do you take the money? No way. Not that's, chance, not even, huh?
1: that's not even difficult for me.
0: You know what? I was, I was thinking of this as I was reading. I'm like, you know what? I know Nathan. I know he's going to say yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even trying to be like, oh, money ain't a thing. I mean, it'd be pretty nice to have some extra money. But, but to a
0: lot of people. I, I don't want to be rich. I don't want to. Yeah, to a man, lot of I'm people, they would be like, fuck yeah, fuck my family. I, I, I can get <laughs> new friends. <laughs> See, I like that
1: life forces me to grow as a person. I don't want my life to be Super easy. Sometimes I do. I'm not going to lie. Of course I do. I'm only human. But in reality, when I'm really, when I really look at the situation, I'm like, no, it's a good thing that I have my ups and downs and my trials and tribulations and that I don't have everything I could possibly want.
0: Right. Because how you grow as an individual so, is so based on how you take your stresses and respond to them. Yeah. But it's still bullshit react.
1: that I can't have real Pokemon or date Ruth Gordon. See, well, if I, you had
0: posed one of those to me, it's I thought kinda... you were going to say and not also have money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not also have money. See, if you were like that very question, but replace untold riches with living in the Pokemon universe, that is tough. Oh man, that is tough. I should have
0: uh, adjusted the question. For I, you. I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, if I switched lifetime of riches with being able to date Ruth Gordon, that I'd would be even tougher. No. <laughs> to be
1: to be legitimate, I'd say no. I'd like to like joke and be like, no, no way, I would I don't know, but no, nah, I, I wouldn't. Not fucking, for a no girl. Way. Not, for, not
0: no. for somebody that could take your heart and, and show you places. But there you've already never are seen. girls
1: in my life, like some of my best friends and my mom
0: and my sisters. But there's certain things you can't do with them that you would be able to do with Ruth Gordon.
1: <laughs> but there's <laughs> other people in the world out there that will do those things with but me. But
0: they're not Ruth Gordon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have stated this many times. I know your feelings on this woman.
1: Rapper Young Jeezy pleads not guilty to possessing an AK-47. Contrary to his previous statements, such as that he will whack your ass and skip to the N.O. and lay low in the projects with his kinfolk, AK-47 with the shoulder strap, set it off, had it sounding, also uh, that you could put him on the clock, he's going to have them coming back, AK-47, have a dude run in laps.
0: I understood none of that. I understood AK-47, but I don't know how it fits in with anything else he Would was have a dude saying. running laps because he's yeah. got an
1: AK-47. Oh, so he's making the guy run, run from him. Yeah.
0: running laps around the track because that's going to help you get away from somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just metaphors. Uh, I also,
1: it. head back, top back, ain't nothing but a young thug, HK's, AK's.
0: I need to join a gun club. So the news we're getting out of this is that he is a lying piece of crap. Oh, well, in his song, trap or die,
1: uh, which is interesting, too. He he has such a firm moral stance on drug dealing, which is trapping, you know, selling coke. Oh, OK. That if you don't do it, you should die. Apparently, according to the title <laughs> of the song, he thinks every man, woman and child should be selling. Sounds should, like Zeus's that, type. of Why guy. would you want to ramp up the competition like
0: that? For real? <laughs> Listen, don't you realize Strap if you have less people trapping out there, you can make more money, raise your prices? Come on. Um, he definitely did not pass economics. Well, in that song, he
1: says, Now tell me I ain't real. This AR that I'm holding got a gangsta grill. Now, it doesn't, he says assault rifle. He doesn't right. say specifically an AK 47. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you you're not real.
0: So he he's, could have a Remington assault rifle, though, right? I guess. Well, either, he's not real. He's you're either fake.
1: lying to the judge or you're lying to us.
0: <laughs> Which one of us are you lying to, motherfucker? I, th- I would say he would probably lie to us first because it's easier. To be honest, both. Both? <laughs> he's like, look, to be honest, I just, I'm just a liar. <laughs> Artist Chris McGibbon? I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is. Not many people do. Well, he's is done he some awesome things. He's a McGibbon. So he's Mac-gibbon? like an Irish Gibbon? Yeah, Um, I can say that because I'm Irish, right? (laughs) Yeesh. He decided to give new modern horror movies that old VHS feel.
1: Ooh, I like
0: that. Yes. He took a bunch of movies and made VHS covers for them.
1: Oh, I thought you meant he's making movies that just kind of look and feel like an old VHS. But I still like that. Like, what movies has he done?
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, he's done Trick or Treat, uh, Sinister, The Descent, The Dead... Exit Humanity. He's done a few others, and they look really cool. And I know you probably understand. Maybe our older listeners would understand, but that feeling of the cover is what's going to make you rent that VHS when you go to rent <laughs> one movie for the weekend when you're right. a kid. And as soon as I started watching horror movies, that's the only thing I would go to. I would go to the horror section and look for what I thought was the coolest cover. And so that like brought a huge nostalgic feel back to me, seeing all these yeah, done I'm in that a, style I'm a
1: VHS file I love a lot I've got stacks and stacks of VHS tapes you can find a lot of shit I have found up on my YouTube
0: channel it's, it's pretty cool yeah VHS is dope I mean it's well fun. VHS is definitely an outdated source no that's why but... it's
1: dope though yeah I'm not I'm not like being all hipster and being like no I only watch movies on VHS no, oh okay I just love because they're relics of the past and you can find them and it is really nostalgic and sometimes it is. it's very nostalgic surreal like some of the stuff you find
0: but I think he should do this with all sorts of movies. I want to see the Conjuring one; that'd I want be cool. To yeah, The Conjuring VHS cover.
1: Have you seen the trailer for Annabelle? Uh, no.
0: I kind of purposely. creepy. Uh, does it? Does it look good? Creepy? It does.
1: I mean, I don't know. All this Ed and Lorraine shit is all bullshit. But uh, the movies that this guy's been making, like, I like.
0: Well, I mean, it's not the same guy that's ma- that's making Annabelle. No. No. What we talked about? He's this. producing it, though, right? Not really. No. No. He, well, he's like an executive producer. He's just...
1: Well, it's definitely the same franchise because Annabelle looks the same. You know, in real yeah, life... Yeah, it's,
0: it's using... the He gave all... You know, he allowed them to use the stuff, but the guy like directing it is uh, your average, you know, $5 bin oh, okay. director. It's, it's...
1: It looks pretty creepy.
0: We, I, we discussed this on a past episode when I talked about it being creative. Like it was the idea of it's happening. I decided not to try and watch the... I just thought it was going to be bullshit. So... What? Annabelle. It's not out yet. I know, so I didn't even <laughs> try to watch the trailer. Oh, okay. So I just thought it'd be bullshit. You
1: know, in real life, Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Yes. Like an actual Raggedy Ann doll, yeah. Uh, there's, you kind of reminded me about this, though, with uh, old-fashioned horror movies and stuff. There's this movie coming out called Harbinger Down. Have you heard of it? No. It's all practical effects in the vein of, like, 80s horror. And it's not nice. like... It doesn't look cheesy. It still looks scary and like good but uh it's definitely got this gross out 80s monster movie feel to it
0: monster movie you say yes carpenter Carpenter down reminds
1: me of the thing john carpenter or yeah more the john
0: carpenter version of the john carpenter's thing yeah interesting and it's all practical effects too yep all 100 percent practical effects. i thought you were gonna say this new horror movie is above so below no okay good
1: so craig an 8-bit video game called Mission Majority has been developed by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Oh, God. <laughs> In this game, you play as an elephant named GOP. I uh, see what they did there. GOP.
0: Ah, uh, those tricky blue staters. <laughs> no, nope, no, red, red staters. staters. What? <laughs> colors. Uh, Remember, me and colors were not best friends.
1: You play as this elephant, and your task is to defeat all your democratic enemies that are sent at you by Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid and President Obama, (laughs) and they try to attack you with their taxes and mudslinging. (laughs) Because, see, that's what making this country a better place is about. Defeating people with different ideas than I'm surprised
0: they weren't throwing abortions at them. (laughs) (laughs) Aborted fetuses. Loaded up their
1: dead fetus cannon.
0: No, no, no. They were throwing raids that forced them to get abortions.
1: (laughs) They had both. They're like, it goes against everything I believe. And then they fired their own dead children at them.
0: Oh, no, this is so terrible. This is mission
1: majority for the next gen systems. That's that's how it was as an eight-bit <laughs> for the next, once you bring systems. It up the next gen. Next gen, you got to step it up a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. That's that's mission majority too.
1: Abortion assault. Obama's
0: <laughs> Obama's revenge.
1: <laughs> oh God. So Jesus. no, I don't know. I'm more for like you know, different ideas are good, and only the exchange of different ideas will help us find the best, most productive solutions but no i mean i guess i guess it's cool to just be about defeating people that have different ideas than you i don't really see how that makes the country a better place but okay it does nathan nor do i it see does. how <laughs> shitty control bad graphic design like
0: what if it on played, original gameplay makes the world what a if it played place? like hide line or something some like bullshit rpg What's type. Game. it was it's kind of like a gauntlet wannabe sounds like a beer original gauntlet <laughs> RPG game for NES. Okay, it's like a wannabe of that, but shittier. So while we're talking
1: about video games, I actually got some kind of interesting Nintendo news. Uh, a little bit multifaceted, just kind of like some some shit that I thought was cool because I'm a big Nintendo fan. Have you played Mario Kart Eight yet? No. Do you like Mario Kart games? Yeah,
0: ish. Okay. I mean, as far as racing games go, they're the, they're the best to play with friends, I guess. Right. Uh, why what racing games are the best to play alone? Need for Speed, probably. (laughs) Oh, okay. And even those are kind of boring and lame, because it's just the same game that they've been producing for the last 15 years. Or longer. Well, they announced some DLC
1: packs coming out for Mario Kart 8. Ooh, DLC Uh, packs, you say? Yeah, that come with new cars, new courses, new characters. Obviously, you know me, the one thing that interests me most were the characters. Uh, The first one they're releasing is going to have Tanuki
0: Mario cat peach
1: and link.
0: Yay! Right. Tanuki Mario especially. So, is one of his powers that like he'll just become a stone and stop racing?
1: No, racers don't have powers. They oh, just okay. have attributes. Okay, so just he's just, just wearing the
0: tanuki suit. Yeah, he so might it's... have different
1: attributes too, who knows.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Link. Link, that's exciting. We'll finally, the next pack
1: will also include two Animal Crossing characters. I don't really know Animal Crossing.
0: Don't know, don't care. But
1: I like. Sometime in the last year, had this idea, and I was like, they should turn Mario Kart into like Super Smash Brothers Kart. Keep calling it Mario Kart, but put some other Nintendo characters in there. Why not?
0: Right, not just Mario characters. That would be awesome. And uh, no, they all live in the same universe. That's canon. He
1: literally said that he doesn't mind taking a more Smash Brothers. Type uh, approach to this and putting more Nintendo characters. He is in, in the it, creator. In the well, what he he? Yeah, the got one of the guys.
0: One of the guys in charge of making the games made
1: the announcement about this. Yeah, he was like, "When we make a new Mario Kart game, our major focus is how to make it a better game and a more interesting, more fun game with new stuff. And just making, just adding more characters doesn't make it a better game or a more interesting game. So we're still going to be focused on." You know what we what can we do to the game itself? But I'm not opposed to adding more. You know, characters right? From and all that Nintendo is is changing a
0: few sprites here and there. I mean, the, well, the, they don't
1: use sprites anymore, Craig. You but. know what I mean,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> the characters are just sitting in a car. So
1: also, Shigeru Miyamoto said, <laughs> "said that he's the you know the the big founder of Nintendo, yeah. pretty much. Like he's not the founder. He wasn't born. He's when one of the head. Nintendo honchos. was founded, but." But he is responsible for most of what you know as Nintendo. He said that Nintendo is going to put much more of a focus on core gamers. He didn't say hardcore gamers. He said core gamers. And not so much on just casual gamers. Because now that smartphones are so widespread, what they wanted to accomplish with the Wii and the DS has been accomplished. Right. And so he's like, now for our hardware and everything... We feel like we can put a little more of a
0: focus on this. Oh, there's
1: no reason to about damn time. keep focusing on... You know, we
0: reached our goal. <laughs> we, we reached our goal. They now have games on tablets.
1: Well, no, but I mean, their goal was to make gaming casual, you know? And like to not, to, to not just have it be this niche thing, but yeah. to make it a widespread... That was what they were aiming for. But there's a part of me that the, thinks that
0: we, Nintendo wasn't the ones responsible for that.
1: No, no, and he didn't say that they're responsible. Okay. He did not, by any means, try to say like that they were. Yeah, we're I kind of just said we reached people, our goal. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a quote from him, but he basically said like that's what we were setting out to do, and like that's already ha- that's happened now with tablets and smartphones and you know portable.
0: So now watch devices.
1: out, Xbox and Sony. I think this is good news because I don't think it's going to affect all the great family-friendly entertainment Nintendo makes that I love, I think it's going to affect all the shit family-friendly entertainment that Nintendo makes that if you go to the Wii section of your local game store, 80% of the rack is going to be the shittiest-looking, stupid-fucking-bowling-fishing shit carnival time with just like, wow, the best artist you could hire did this cover for you? Like, my little brother could do this. I I don't have a little brother. I could do that.
0: I could do better than that. Well, I can't do better than that, but I could do that. <laughs> I
1: can do that. For <laughs> That's less how bad price. I am. 20 bucks.
0: <laughs> no, I'd at least ask for 500. Okay. you are giving enough. that guy thousands probably.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, 500.
0: Still a reduced rate. 450 even, shit. Yo, yo, can you pay my bills this month? Okay, I'll do it.
1: And another thing, you know, hopping back and forth a little bit that I really like about this Mario Kart DLC. Nintendo does DLC right. Everybody else rips their customers off. As
0: in, how was their DLC right?
1: Mario Kart came out with a lot of characters, a lot of carts, all of them customizable, tons of courses. Um, Each pack is going to come with three new racers, I think four new carts, and then you get two new cups, each containing four new courses. Wow. So that's 50% of, there were 16 courses in the original game like damn call of duty you get how many maps do you get on call of duty if you don't buy the dlc
0: are you asking me specifically you don't know because i wouldn't know i
1: imagine it's not very many right you get or a few things and before the game even comes out they're like make sure you pay 50 bucks for all this other shit we already made that could have just been in the game right but, day
0: one dlc is eats away at me like it's What's the point of day one DLC, you fucking bastards?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's all a fucking marketing ploy that people fall for. Nintendo, I think, treats their fucking customers right. Like, Pokemon, I don't have to pay for the Pokemon DLC. Ever. Like, may, I think they might have actually introduced some new things recently that you can. But, like, when they give out a uh, new Pokemon that's legendary that you can only get, all I have to do is go to GameStop or go to my living room. Whichever one they decide. I don't have to buy anything at GameStop if it's with GameStop. I just go there, turn on my DS, download the Pokemon, go to the fucking PokeMart and pick it up. Like, really? Yeah. I didn't like, even know
0: you could do that. That's awesome. Totally.
1: It's, that's a huge thing. Like That's how, that's the only way to get a lot of the legendaries.
0: Or, as like with and, many of the RPG games on Xbox and Sony, it's like, buy this new DLC. It's a new two-hour mission. Just right, that.
1: Whereas Nintendo, you get a full game. <laughs> and then, like, new Super Luigi U was like a reworking of the entire game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And new levels and everything. It wasn't just... It's not bullshit. I, I think Nintendo doesn't rip their customers off. And I like that. And uh, this, even if they did develop all this extra shit back before the game was released, at least they're pretending they didn't. Like they're releasing it later. You know what I mean? And it's, it's appropriate. That's what DLC should be used for. Hey, we can build upon this game. And there's no reason we shouldn't, so why not build upon the game and sell it a little bit? Instead of being like, hey, we can build upon this game, so why not release a chintzy little unfinished product, fix the bugs later, release extra maps and charge more for them, a lot more for them later, like almost the price of an entire new game.
0: Wait, really? I 50 bucks
1: for the season pass for Call of Duty.
0: (laughs) Fifty bucks, for the and that gets pass. you all the DLC, like that's all the weapon ridiculous. packs, all
1: the maps, and all that. I used to work at GameStop, so I know this shit. The,
0: the season pass for the Walking Dead video Telltale game is twenty five bucks, and that's for this well, episode's it, not out yet. I thought it was twenty bucks because there's
1: five episodes that are each five. Oh right, bucks, yes. So you if you get, five you bucks. save five
0: bucks instead of
1: that's appropriate. Yeah,
0: that's appropriate. That so. Ah, oh, that God. is a little different but too because season that season
1: pass isn't referring to extra DLC. That's
0: referring to the whole game. That's the whole that's game released itself. period it's like uh, like a like a show. Yeah, you have so to wait to get to the next part.
1: This is how to do it. They got this racing game. They gave us like thirty characters to start off with, sixteen courses, and a ton of customizable carts and bikes and cars. Like this is. And then they add more. Like that's great. And if, okay. I'm imagining it's not gonna cost very much. Like I can't imagine them charging more than ten. I imagine it'll be like five bucks, maybe seven bucks. I don't know. I'm guessing.
0: Well, good on you Nintendo, especially if it's only seven bucks. Maybe not. Maybe I'm full of it's gonna be your like twenty. Who knows? But and the overall other games, like bringing in more uh, adult type games, if you will.
1: But love their family friendly shit too. Adult games, too, doesn't just mean shooting people games. A lot of people right, think it means right. adult games with blood and boobs and shooting. No, those are teenage games, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
0: Thank you for making the, the, di- the discretion between the two. Do you like Phineas and Ferb? Probably not. You're a little too old for that, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I've never watched it, so I can't say anything about it. But the animation style definitely doesn't make me want to watch it.
0: Yeah. It looks very dumb. Well, fans of Phineas and Ferb. And the show Lost,
1: because we we—that's a big demographic of ours—is Phineas and Ferb
0: slash Lost fanatics. <laughs> yes. Well, we see we do the Venn diagram. <laughs> it's just the biggest portion is almost middle. just
1: the circle. They're so overlapped. Like, <laughs> and then we just
0: have Phineas and Ferb in a slight crack, and then Lost in an even smaller crack. Yes, little crescent. <laughs> well, Damon Lindelof, the. Basically, the creator, J.J. Abrams, technically the creator, but Damon Lindelof was the man that wrote and made most of the series happen Okay, for Lost. He penned an episode for Phineas and Ferb that was very Lost-themed and centric. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually kind of want to watch this because of how big of a Lost fan I was up until the last two seasons. They're even getting... Now, you don't know this name. You might not know this name. You might know him from a little-known movie called The Stepfather that, from the 80s, not the remake. Terry O'Quinn. I-
1: I've heard of that movie, I think, but I don't think I've
0: seen it. It's a horror movie? It's a horror movie. Well, yeah, it's a mental patient that breaks out, poses as some guy, and ends up marrying this woman and is about to kill her family. Yes, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Well, the guy who plays John Locke in Lost, Terry O'Quinn, same actor. That's why I brought up the stepfather. Okay. Uh, He is actually going to be in the episode. They're going to animate him, and he's going to talk as John Locke. And I think that's going to be awesome. There's also going to be another uh, guest star in the episode, a wonderful comedic actor, Jane Kasmers, Jane Kasmer, Jane Cass, you know, Malcolm, Malcolm's mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I can't, I can't say her name. I'm sorry, it's too hard. Now we can test my
1: hypothesis, which is that if you want to blow up in Hollywood. You have to play one of Malcolm's parents in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I
0: don't know if doing a little bit for Phineas and Ferb as a guest <laughs> kind of results in blowing up. The no, now same we're going to that, see. We're going to see. Yeah.
1: Because when Breaking Bad first came out, we were like, whatever. Yeah, And then it blew oh. up. So now her minor role in Phineas and Ferb is going to be like her Breaking Bad. It's, it's
0: going, going to take Phineas and Ferb to Emmy-winning oh <laughs> yes.
1: standards.
0: Oh Or, God. or
1: Academy Awards, same thing. Yeah,
0: whatever. We, we already talked about this. <laughs> You're right, though, because when Breaking Bad did first come out, they are all like, oh, it's going to have the dad from Malcolm in the middle? How are they going to make a non-comedy with him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I called it, man. Back in the day, I was like, that dude's a good actor. He's really funny, but I bet you he could do other shit, too. Yeah. And, like yeah. the gimp
0: from Drive. Ryan Gosling looked up to Drive. Great movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Great movie if you like little dialogue, because most of the movie is just Ryan Gosling like looking at people. Oh no, I like dialogue more than I like Ryan Gosling looking at me. But he has that look, that silent type. And I like, man, why couldn't you be more like that in the Notebook? You know, no (laughs) one can see what you're doing, right? I'm yes, I'm becoming aware. (laughs) He's
1: acting it out. He's acting out Ryan Gosling looking at people. Yes, he is miming. The Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling looking at
0: radio drama. Beverage in the world after water and tea. It is an alcoholic beverage that has been inexorably tied with human history. Beer, 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 beer. That's really weird. Beer, beer. I swear, right before we started, that beer popped in my head. Beer, 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 beer.
1: That exactly that. And then it put the Pinky and the Brain theme song stuck in my head. The
0: beer and the beer. Beer, beer, like, beer. That's beer, really weird that that's beer. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 beer. Craig really beer, likes beer. Beer, apparently. beer, beer, beer. This is going to be a fun episode. I do love beer. I would like to consider myself a semi connoisseur of beer because real connoisseurs, I don't want you to look down at me and say, oh, you know nothing, Jon Snow.
1: Whereas I absolutely am not. I think beer's cool. It's okay. I I drink it sometimes. Not a lot, but when I want to, I do.
0: (laughs) Beer's my preferred alcohol choice.
1: And I like it. I like drinking different types of beer. You know, I like trying new beers, and I've never really tried a beer that I didn't like necessarily. Well, yeah, I have, but...
0: It's a great feeling when you know that, like, Sam Adams is coming out with a new beer, and you're like, I have to try that one, see what it tastes like.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna do your top nine beers later. Oh, and, sure uh, I sure am. I couldn't put together a list because I wouldn't be able to because I've tried a lot, but I don't I don't
0: know, I don't remember. And I first had to scrounge it down from a measly twenty three down to nine. Damn. So when we yeah. go
1: into the list, he's like, First though, we're gonna do fourteen runners up. <laughs> <Yeah>. In order <laughs> Honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mentions in order, starting with number fourteen. No. Going down to the number one honorable mention.
0: <laughs> See, that would be a great idea, but because of the nature of the top nine, I was deleting a bunch of them. So, Yeah, I was joking. Well, I hope so, because I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, beer. Most of you college kids might know it as the fun game to help you get drunk and maybe laid, and you play dumb games while consuming it for no other reason than getting drunk, not for actually tasting and enjoying the flavor. Because, mo- let's face it, most of you guys are playing beer pong with Keystone. That's just crap. It's crap. Milwaukee's beast. Crap. Oh, I can't drink that. I used to all the time. Kegs were so cheap. How how fucking arrogant of them to be like, Milwaukee's best.
1: Milwaukee, like the capital of beer. Yeah. We're like, hey guys, just so you know, Milwaukee, the best beer from Milwaukee only costs like three bucks a six pack.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And not only are they arrogant for saying that, but they're also dumb because it's like, Hey, guys, try this. This is the best that's ever come out of Milwaukee. Come visit us. <laughs> no, oh, thanks. Okay. Well, no, I always no, got I
1: it as like Milwaukee is kind of like in America. Like, I don't know if it has that title, but like Coors, Miller. Yeah. Uh, a lot of big breweries are from Milwaukee. It's
0: one you know, of It's one of the beer capitals of the country.
1: It was the first place to have like major beer breweries, if I'm correct, here in America, at least. So like not to say that like Miller and Coors are like the top of the fucking you know beer market, but
0: uh, uh, that's funny because thinking of those Miller Coors in Milwaukee, which would be Genesee Brewing Company maybe or I don't know. They're
1: two different. Miller and Coors are oh, two different. Oh
0: no 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 no. Milwaukee is owned by Miller, I believe. Milwaukee Milwaukee's is owned best. by the people. Milwaukee's best beer. <laughs> this is America. Is owned by sir. Miller. <laughs> Yes, Okay. and frankly, those are two brands of beer that I just find disgusting. I'm not a fan. As far as domestics go, they're on the bottom of my list.
1: No disrespect if you like it or if you are a representative.
0: Let's just face it. You're not drinking beer because you like the taste. You like it because it gets you drunk for cheap.
1: (laughs) Well, to be fair, if beer didn't get you drunk, I don't think it would be a thing.
0: What do you mean? NA sales are through the roof.
1: (laughs) Well, before we get Not too really. much into that, let's uh what is beer?
0: Ha, huh, good question. It is a delicious malt beverage. Sometimes malt. Doesn't always have to be malt, I guess. Basically, you just take some water add a little bit of starch. It could be uh barley or And barley is like a seed, right? Yeah. And that
1: when... so it's barley isn't starch, but it will produce starch. It does. You have to like I guess get the seed. To just start to open. Just
0: start to germinate a little
1: bit. And then you, you take it out and you use it or whatever. And it also lends a little bit to the flavor.
0: It does. You add some hops. Uh, then you add... Now, what are, what are hops? Hops is another... They, they kind of look you like a little... some hops. Like, I don't know your hip-hop slang, sir. You got to get some hops, son. Get them rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's basically a flower that blooms off of a plant. And what plant
1: would that be? the hopbine? Well, that that's a hemp plant, is it not? Ah, uh, I see what you mean. It is. A lot that. of people don't think about that, but you're drinking a hemp product when you drink beer.
0: Legalize it right now. Well, hemp isn't
1: illegal, like uh it's it, it, like the hemp that grows marijuana is illegal.
0: Fair enough. All hemp should be illegal.
1: <laughs> but yes, hops is a member of the
0: hemp family. But the hops are basically used for flavoring the beer itself. Different types of hops produce different flavors. How much hops you use, you know, uh, directly correlates to how thick the, the beer is gonna be, how how flavorful it's gonna be. It could be great with little flavor and it could be great with a lot of flavor, but it could be terrible with middle flavor. Or you know, the wrong it's weird. Flavor.
1: <laughs> so then after that you add the yeast. Okay, Which now you get the yeast, if I'm not mistaken, does the yeast come from, that's why you need the starch from the barley, right? Yeah. To get the yeast.
0: Yeah, you use the yeast to, the yeast acts as a metabolizing agent to produce the sugars from all the different grains and stuff that you added.
1: And that what attracts the yeast or how do you, how, yeast is bacteria, right? Yes. And so where does the bacteria come from? Or do you add Your that? Butt. No, <laughs> shut up like that answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um where does yeast come from uh i don't know you can grow it you can culture it in a lab so, i mean
1: and you add it or i thought it just if you add i don't know i don't know i'm not yeah you add it to I'm the screwed. fermentation of beer okay and that and helps it, you raise need the, the sugar to feed it kind of yes guess.
0: okay yes it feeds off of the sugar from the grain so weird and you that's cultivate what,
1: bacteria in this to make this drink yeah. we drink. It's just so surreal. The world is a weird place.
0: That's what creates the actual alcohol for the beer. The yeast does. Uh, not all beers do this, but most beers that are not as cloudy. If, you're, if, you know, if you pour a beer out and you look at it and it's very cloudy, it probably doesn't have a clarifying agent or a strong one at least. Okay. But they do use uh, clarifying agents to, ma- to basically – it basically makes the beer brighter and clean looking. You know, okay. Like like Budweiser would use a clarifying agent to make a nice and a clear, fresh, yellowy-looking yes. liquid. They uh, would
1: probably prefer you to call it
0: golden and not yellowy. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I'm not doing that for Budweiser. I'll <laughs> like a few examples of – I don't know what, what a um, – like one example of a clarifying agent would be Isinglass – which you could actually find from the swim bladders of certain fish. What is it? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Like I, an enzyme
1: or something? Yeah,
0: it's something like that. And it just it, it just the way that all these chemicals react in these different things is it's weird how, how you said it's a weird weird world we live in. It's it's so weird. Like Irish moss is another uh, clarifying agent. And is Irish
1: moss a uh, name for this thing? Like mountain oysters are a name for something that has nothing to do with oysters or mountains.
0: No, it's well, it's a seaweed. Okay. See, Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, a, not. It's not. It's not from really Ireland, a moss.
1: Nor is it moss.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: see, I thought Irish moss was like
0: like Irish spring soap.
1: The when you're really hungover and you don't shave and you. Oh, I <laughs> the five o'clock shadow.
0: or. Again, I'm Irish, so I can
1: say this. Not fully Irish, but I got some
0: Irish in me. I haven't touched my Irish moss in a while. It's getting pretty furry and overgrown like a thicket.
1: Yeah, that's not Irish moss anymore.
0: Yeah, so those are the ingredients uh, that all go into beer. That's all it takes. You can find different examples of each one. Uh, There's different types of hops that you can grow. There's all different sorts of barley's that you can use, and different grains. Wheat is another one that people use for certain beers. Wheat beers are a big thing, not to me, but to a lot of people. <clears throat> and there's kind of a weird history that goes through. Well, barley
1: is barley. Barley's is a seed for wheat, right? Or grain for a type of. grain, It's a grain. Right? Yeah,
0: you could use malt or mash as one of the type of starch sources, or add it to a different starch source. You can make multiple. You know, use multiple ones. Multiple ones, you say?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's theorized that the discovery of beer... Might have been accidental. Yeah, that's right. We've been making beer for so fucking long that we have no idea exactly how it started.
0: Well, you know, uh, transcripts were pretty fuzzy back in 9500 BC. <laughs> so
1: there, There's a theory that beer was discovered by accident because maybe some wheat had been exposed, you know, or like it, uh, cereal grain possibly had been exposed to these conditions and had been old and... Someone ate it and, or drank what resulted from it. And,
0: That's so crazy. Just like, oh, my God, this disgusting mold-looking thing. Let's drink it.
1: Well, maybe they drank water that had been contaminated by it or something like it's probably that. probably what had
0: to have happened. It got into their drinking water, and they started acting funny and fuzzy.
1: There's even a theory that agriculture itself may have developed as a direct response to the need to grow enough grain to be able to make beer. Not just feed ourselves, but make enough beer to get everybody drunk, and you know, keep having more beer when everyone's up at two a.m. party and listening. More to beer, more beer, more MGMT beer. Tea
0: and <laughs> I'm gonna sound like an alcoholic by the time this is over. And ironically, I can't even drink during this podcast. So I have to go to work after. I'm at least That's responsible.
1: Cool. I'm, we're neither of us are. I'm drinking a seltzer water. I'm doing the do. It's probably better that way. The drunken beer episode. We just uh, that'll so, be part two. It was like hops and shit. And like, <laughs> God, uh, I
0: love beer. <laughs> but yeah,
1: that's a really interesting theory that we may have started agriculture and therefore society itself because of beer. I don't know if that's totally exactly accurate. I like it though. But I, 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 I,
0: I that makes sense. I like it. Beer is the reason why we have society. Ah, ah, when you're talking about societal impacts that beer makes, it's creating the society itself.
1: Now, I don't want you to get too carried away with this. Craig's going to go off on this and be like, beer is
0: everything. (laughs) Beer created all seven wonders of the world. (laughs) At least the
1: inspiration. The military started from people's need to defend crops. Like the concept of a military, you know, you're growing crops. People are going to come and try to steal it. Yeah. Hire people to watch the crops.
0: Seven degrees of beer, like instead of Kevin Bacon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, and if the crops were created
0: to get people drunk, that's society right there.
1: Man, blew your mind, son. You need a towel?
0: That's so crazy. That is so crazy. And just the way that like the beer uh, traveled, the discovery of it across the world, you know, like, I mean, it's said that. One of the first ones that like that that time period that you were saying was in ancient Iraq or Egypt or around that area, like somewhere in the Middle East. And then it finally moved to like Syria. Um, It moved to Germany and Ireland, which, as we all know, are basically the Meccas of beer creation. Right. It's where the two main beer creation sources are from in the world. Totally spread across Europe from there. Oh, yeah. It's just widespread. Went to Japan.
1: And it's really interesting because as it's spreading across Europe, you know, the boiling of beer, because you kind of have to boil it in the process, gets rid of a lot of like harmful bacteria and pathogens and shit. So at the time, it was a healthier drink than a lot of like drinking water, which came from wells predominantly so healthier you they literally would associate beer with being healthy healthier than water people would drink beer all day long nobody thought to boil water no one thought that might be the reason why no one had any concept of bacteria
0: right they just thought it was beer But there are certain advantages and health benefits to drinking beer. Of course, in moderation, everybody. If if you drink beer constantly and drink too much of it a lot, you're going to have a bad time. (laughs) So obviously, a few of the main problems with overconsumption would be alcoholism and liver disease. Those are big things that come uh, with the price of constantly consuming this product and you might be saying you might get a beer belly too but fucking wrong that's just a mix of that and not exercising and eating a lot of pretzels and yes, other junk and food. all the other it's just overconsumption in general but there have been health benefits to drinking beer. Like I said, in moderation, it decreases the risk of cardiac disease, stroke, and it also helps with uh, with cognitive decline, i.e., like Alzheimer's. Really? Almost? I yes. did not know but that. Isn't that funny? That if you drink too much of it, like in a certain amount of time, your cognitive skills are completely impaired. Totally. Yeah. If you drink a little bit of it, it helps your cognitive skills. Totally. That's think for think of that. Yeah, food for thought. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, all
1: medicines are poison. In a way. But it's crazy how much people really did drink it. People like everybody drank it all day like even it came over to America and water Yay. the water here was fine. It wasn't infected with disease like it was over in Europe. It was clean and drinkable for the most part. Yeah. But basically people in America Didn't drink water. They drank beer because, A, out of habit, and, B, they already thought it was this awesome, healthy drink. They drank it all day. Men, women, children, everybody.
0: Well, there's your typical American uh, thought process, I guess. Children drinking beer. So what happened for them to put an actual age limit on the consumption of this product, I wonder, to make it go from, we can let kids have it. Because, I mean, I know in other countries they still let children drink wine and shit.
1: I don't know. That's a good question, though. Hey, listeners, send us one of those emails or hit us up on the Facebooks or something. Yeah, you do the work for us. You do the work. We want to know. We do the work every week. This is our homework for you, motherfuckers. Oh, now we're going to
0: get flooded with, I'm not doing this, (laughs) emails. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you for taking the time to contact us. no, but that's interesting. If anybody does know, let us know. Uh, no, we're not asking you to go do the homework, but if you know, shoot us a message. Let us know. Like, when did that age limit come? Because I know during Prohibition, there were like advertisements from certain breweries that were fighting for Prohibition to be repealed had depictions of babies
0: holding beer mugs, like
1: and stuff like that. And I it's don't know. Like,
0: let the babies drink. Damn you.
1: Would you take this beer from a baby, <laughs> Mr. Obama?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, man, Prohibition. What a wacky, wild time that was.
0: Wacky, wild, you say? Yeah, it was... I mean, that's just... I find that crazy how... Well, not too crazy, it's not I too guess. crazy. There's still... Lots of things that are illegal. Yeah. But... When I was 18, I was like, the age limit should be back to 18. <laughs> could, Im-
1: could you imagine if there was an age limit back then? Say it was 18, and you were just about to turn 18, and then they prohibited alcohol. Oh, my you God. You would not have a legal drink until you were 31 years old.
0: Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. But they they're, they would be able to. You just go to the speakeasy. Oh yeah, at there 17. are all sorts
1: of ways. Now, yeah, it lasted from 1920 to 1933. Which, the production and sale of any intoxicating liquor was outlawed.
0: Oh my god! Which, as far as I'm concerned, is about 12 and a half years too long.
1: <laughs> yeah. So do you think? Give you it should've... six
0: months. Give it six months to let <laughs> it fail, <laughs> and then repeal it. They're like, no, no, no. You just got to give it five to ten more years. It'll work. I swear. People forget about spirits.
1: It's crazy, though, that this did happen because America loved beer. Like, they really did. Even in early America, like, people would go to the tavern, A, so they could just get beer, get tons of beer, keep drinking beer. And B, the like, in the winter, the tavern would be heated oh, with yeah. their own coal that they're burning and their own wood that they're burning or whatnot. So they wouldn't have to stay home and burn any of their own. They'd just go down to the tavern.
0: Right. Yeah, go down to the tavern, stay warm, have yeah. a few glasses, yeah, a few pints of ale. <laughs> bring the kids. Bring the kids. It's a vacation spot. They can play Rampage
1: and get drunk. Uh, the ASL was the. Age real-
0: sex location? <laughs> yeah
1: um the a o l chat room uh, you always thought that people were asking age sex location, but really they were trying to recruit you to the anti saloon league uh, They were trying to usher in a new era of prohibition i mean
0: like i think you 're a few years too like, late buddy a
1: s l you want to join a s l wanna AOL? join
0: wanna cyber i mean join <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they really were the biggest force in it, but man, everybody a lot of people were fighting for this like. People that owned Broadway uh, venues and stuff like that were fighting for it because didn't they ever think they could serve beer? Budweiser, rather Anheuser Busch, really uh, revolutionized a lot of that because beer couldn't really be transported like a lot of places. Oh, like, so
0: a lot of these taverns were like making their own. Kind of type. No, they got it from a
1: local brewery, but I don't know. I guess I don't totally understand. Yeah, because you're like, but, oh, they
0: couldn't really be transported. Like they could transport it to the tavern, but not to the Broadway play. Too, or they maybe they didn't have the right down. type of
1: refrigeration. Like uh, that could be possible. I don't know. Because if
0: anything that could probably be possible.
1: I know people didn't keep beer at home for the longest time because there was no way to. There was oh, there was no way to like you had to have like yeah the kegs and like all this type of shit like you had to be.
0: It wasn't really bottled yet. Yeah, Anheuser Busch
1: was the ones who pioneered bottling it. Uh, before that, even it didn't even get canned for the longest time because it was carbonated and no one had invented a way to can something without the carbonation bursting it.
0: And that's so funny now because right? most of our carbonated beverages are canned. are canned. Because we're just like, now. fuck
1: you, physics. We can do it right in your face, you <laughs> fucking prick.
0: air, but don't shake that thing. I swear That's to God, That's for not don't letting us fly,
1: it. you fucking prick, physics. But uh, what Anheuser-Busch wanted to do was to bottle it and transport it to become a major brewery that would distribute this stuff countrywide. And that was difficult because it had to be refrigerated and there was no way to transport it. Right. So they would start transporting it via train. And refrigerating it via ice. And they would have places set up where the train would stop. To refill and, the ice. And refill the ice along the way on the train tracks. And uh, oh. they've developed a way to bottle it. And uh, eventually, obviously, you know what I mean? Refrigeration techniques, all that shit advanced. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh,
0: yeah. Wow. Welcome back, Mr. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also, you know where beer steins come from?
0: Uh, was it to keep twigs out of their beer
1: no it was to keep the beer from getting bad and getting bacteria or anything keep it oh because it has the lid on it and
0: yeah but they didn't quite realize at the time that bacteria was microscopic
1: they didn't know what bacteria was
0: right they were like this yeast stuff that's bacteria
1: no they didn't know what bacteria was they just knew that doing that stuff to this thing did this kept it fresher (laughs) not fresher but like it like i said when when you boiled it It got rid of all the bacteria, but they didn't have a concept for bacteria causing disease. Right. Right. Correct. Witches cause disease. And then you stone them to death or burn them, and then you're better. Right. Right. And And then you you didn't, (laughs) But when you
0: realized you weren't better, you you decided that was the wrong witch. So you got to go to the next witch. Fuck. And you have a drink, and you go find another witch. Before you know it, you just committed genocide. we go witch hunting and that. And everybody was pleased. (laughs) Did you say champ hunting? We're finally hunting champ. <laughs> Not champ. Witches. Ah. Witchcraft.
1: But back to prohibition, I
0: mean Never.
1: As we were saying a minute ago, with everybody fighting for prohibition, like people were pushing for it, uh, Broadway owners, women's suffrage, a lot of its like boost came from we want to vote against alcohol because a lot of the propaganda was that it destroys families, which it does. Right. Uh it can. It's interesting because the KKK actually supported women's rights so that they could get alcohol outlawed. <laughs> Craig, you brought up speakeasies. Yes. What, what, like what a, explain speakeasies to us? Those are the It's kind of
0: like an underground pub. Uh they would have like a fake store front for it and you would maybe think it's like some random pet shop or something per se and you go in and they're really it's really like a bar, you know, and they would have to try to hide things and stuff if Johnny Law came around knocking at the door. Like just making sure all is well in this pet shop at night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Picking up some hamster food.
0: Yep. You guys at got some back there? 11 p.m. Don't you realize you have to be up at dawn to tend to your crops?
1: <laughs> this hamster looks a little intoxicated. <laughs>
0: That's not a hamster, it's champ. <laughs> it's a
1: champster. <laughs> Too good. He sounds a little intoxicated. No, he's always like yeah. that. <laughs>
0: That's Quit it out champ guy. You're going to blow it for all of us. And you have you're the DD. <laughs> you haven't even
1: drank anything yet. <laughs> You're worse than Guy Fox blurting out his plans about killing the king in the middle of a Why don't go dragging me
0: down into this. <laughs> I was not like that, I'm bro. never gonna live that I'm down, not. am I? <laughs> just I got me brothers killed, don't you know? So I like to call speakeasies like the secret saloon. Ooh. <laughs> uh if you want kind of a funny retrospect of what it was like during Prohibition I I just recently saw the uh, Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment episode of The Simpsons. Oh yeah, where they uh, they reinstated prohibition because they found it in an old law that they that had never been repealed, but they oh, okay. had just not been following. So they brought it back, and Homer became the beer baron, and it was distributing. Yes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys realize this. By the time this podcast comes out, it's over. But oh my God, every Simpsons ever marathon on FXX. That's insane. Heaven. That's in insane. Heaven.
1: They played every single episode of The Simpsons. I thought it was crazy when they said they were going to do that with Walking Dead. <laughs> That's four seasons. And yeah. Okay, each episode is twice as long as The Simpsons, so we'll give still it eight seasons, eight seasons. But still.
0: No, but not even, because Walking Dead's like 10 episodes versus The Simpsons, 26.
1: No, Walking Dead's more than 10 episodes a season. Is it? Yeah. 12? No, it's, it's like 20 or something. No. 23, it's got to be.
0: Definitely not that. No, they, they go for two months, break, and then go back for two months. 15 tops. Yeah,
1: I guess that's right.
0: Well, anyways, that's besides the point. 552 episodes of The Simpsons back to 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 back. You better stop me because I'm going to keep going. to back 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 to
1: back to back. Yeah, it's pretty insane. That means if you've watched every episode of The Simpsons, which you have, and I'm pretty sure I've seen... Almost every episode of The Simpsons. There, there's probably a couple I haven't, but when I look for one I haven't, it's hard to find. You know, You're right? It means that you've watched, you've sat down and watched The Simpsons for twelve days of your life.
0: Yeah, well, not necessarily because that's twelve days with commercials. A lot of those you watched with commercials. A lot of them I did watch with commercials, and I rewatched again without <laughs> commercials on DVDs. Uh, so you
1: spent a lot more than 12 days of your yeah. life watching this. So there's
0: about 15 seasons out now on DVD. Correct me if I'm wrong. Could be 16. counting. Se- I know season 20 was out because when that released, they, they brought it on DVD as a special thing. But there's about eight seasons, eight or nine seasons, that haven't been released on DVD yet. So this is one of the only ways you can get it unless you randomly, luckily, stumble across it when they're pl- syndicating the episodes on other channels. Uh, which are fewer and further between now, but... Yeah, it, they they said if you were to watch them back-to-back-to-back to back to back without commercials and no sleep, it would take you over eight days still. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And the coolest part about this marathon that's happening is that it's like one of the first times ever that the whole country at the same exact time is able to watch all the Simpsons episodes together. It's like the same episodes together, and it's been like a huge social media thing. Between uh, Twitter, a lot of the creators are got Twitter accounts just for this marathon. Oh, that's cool. So they can tweet like insider things. I found a lot of awesome facts about like favorite episodes of certain creators and shit. More than you'll get when they're randomly on DVD commentaries.
1: Right. That's way cool.
0: So I'm happy for it. But <laughs> back to beer, as Homer Simpson would say, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs>
1: That that defines an alcoholic right there. Yeah. <laughs> if beer is the cause of and solution of, to all of your problems. Uh, other ways that people could get it is by brewing it themselves. Uh, a lot of these big companies were fucked. They were like, fuck, what do we do now? Like People are making their now, own? Well, no. They were like, we can't sell beer oh. anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get it. Back to prohibition. Right. We still have that. <laughs>
1: We can't sell beer anymore or produce it even to drink ourselves. <laughs> and uh, so now what the fuck are we going to do? So they would try to find other legitimate ways. You know, they'd make food with their grain and shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> cereal and ice cream and shit. Or oh, uh, this
0: is Kellogg's cornflakes deal we made. <laughs>
1: or sometimes even sell the ingredients. With warnings on them that says, "Do not, under any circumstances, let this go into these conditions, or else you'll or have o- alcohol. You'll have an illegal substance on your hands." <laughs> like, so more would or you say? Would you say that to, prohibition
0: kind of helped with allowing people to start homebrewing? Sure, let's go. And sure,
1: for the mafia to get a lot of power, a lot of crime resulted. As uh,
0: yeah, thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> Somehow this is your fault too.
1: Help us, GOP. But yeah, I mean, if people want something, they're going to get it. You can't stop it. Right. You
0: can't stop it. Someone will supply that need, and the mafia did. And more, more than likely, it'll be the criminals that get their hands on it first, and then they can beat you up if you don't pay them the right amount. So. <laughs> but December ninety three or <laughs> December ninety three marked a
1: great year. It was. Uh,
0: Great episode of The Simpsons.
1: Great episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) Now, December 33 marked the only time in American history that an amendment was repealed. Good.
0: Bullshit amendment.
1: (laughs) And prohibition was ended.
0: And then that was when all the politicians said, oh, well, we can make any fucking law we want. If it's bad, we'll just repeal it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So after prohibition, of course, the alcohol business boomed. And uh, there's, we've all seen alcohol advertising. So what you're saying is, in
0: 1934 was the creation of the Budweiser frogs? No, no, okay.
1: Well, a funny thing though is, back in the day there were cartoon characters to mascot beer.
0: No, I mean there's a bunch of them. There's cartoon mascots that did uh, cigarettes. cigarettes,
1: and we outlawed that. Like it's yeah. There was Joe Camel. There was the Flintstones. Has anybody seen the Flintstones commercials where they smoke Winstons?
0: Ah, so smooth.
1: (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Fred goes to the fucking store, like, buys a pack of Winstons. It's nuts. Barney and Fred smoking cigarettes. And Wilma.
0: For kids. Insane.
1: Well, Flintstones never really was for kids. It was more of an adult cartoon.
0: Was it? Yeah, totally. Even when they brought in the space alien? Gizmo?
1: (laughs) I mean, it was appropriate for children, but it was... It was Could, like a sitcom that adults watched, oh, like The Honeymooners, Okay, in prehistoric times. Well,
0: it was kind of based off The Honeymooners, wasn't it? Wasn't Fred kind of based off of a Jack? Right. It, was, it was a little bit of a Honeymooners what's his name, ripoff. Jack?
1: I don't know. I love The Flintstones, though. Flintstones is like my favorite old cartoon. Really? Yeah, probably.
0: I would probably say uh, I liked... What was what was the the donkey the Hanna-Barbera cartoon the donkey that uh had the guitar al-kebong I don't know if I know this is a western oh. Quick Draw McGraw
1: Oh okay yeah
0: yeah That yeah. was my favorite back like, of like old cartoons
1: Okay My favorite and America's favorite uh cartoon beer mascot was the Hams Bear You ever seen him? Hams Bear The Hams Bear No Uh the commercials are actually Pretty cool. I've never heard of Ham's Beer. Really good quality animation. Yeah, I I don't know it either, but apparently it was big back then. It's crazy how something can be such a huge part of pop culture and then disappear. No one remembers the Ham's Bear. This guy was everywhere, all over t shirts. Just like nobody
0: remembers the Cookie Wizard from Cookie Crisp.
1: Yeah. Well, that wasn't a cultural phenomenon. Like, the Ham's Bear was a cultural phenomenon. Like, America loved it. Says
0: you. (laughs)
1: America loves the cookie wizard.
0: He's everywhere. Bring back the cookie wizard. Fuck the cop and robber. You don't even have that anymore either. It's a coyote or some shit. But the
1: hams bear was pretty cool. Look up some of the cartoons. Uh, The commercials are pretty funny. There's even one that's like Roger Rabbit level animation with a live action boxer fighting the fucking... Hams bear.
0: Animated Hamsbear. What 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 is what do you think you're getting yourself into, Boxer? You're you're fighting a bear. Oh
1: no, he beats the crap out of him. The bear's kinda oh. clumsy and he, he drinks a little too much. Uh, but, oh oh. A uh, really interesting aspect of beer culture there, like the hams bear.
0: Well, while we're on the subject of advertising and maybe sales per se, there was an interesting statistic that I stumbled upon about uh the country's that import the most beer and export the most beer. Now, who would you guess is the biggest importer of beer in the entire world?
1: Importer? Importer. So they buy the most beer. They not buy the most, the most beer, beer from
0: other countries, yes.
1: The United States. Absolutely.
0: 37% wow. of the world's importation comes from America, while our, uh, our neighbors to the north, Canada, is in second place with 12%. Okay. So it's a big difference, a huge gap there But also, I drink a lot of American beer So I'm kind of confused about this exporting thing It's like nobody wants America's beer Either that or they're not trying to sell it
1: Germany? Is Germany number one or is that too obvious? For
0: exporting? Yes Germany's number two The Netherlands is number one Okay 19% and 13% Ah, you dick (laughs) (laughs) Uh, U.S., only exports 3% of the world's amount of wow. beer. Wow. That's okay. it. Just 3%. Yeah, that's why they import so much and they export so little and it's like I only prefer a couple imports, so what are you doing, <laughs> you know? Like do you think it's probably like, I don't know, probably a lot of German imports? Corona is big, so Mexico, kind of. Eh? Okay. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, non-American beers that I've tasted and was like, yes, these are, these are must-haves in this country, and a lot of them aren't.
1: There's all sorts of, like, non-American beers, though. There's tons of them.
0: I would like to There's think that majority of, my, uh, majority of my list is American.
1: Okay, I mean, I'm not a beer snob, so I can't, like, list them, but I know I see tons of, like, foreign beers when I look through like yeah your selections
0: uh well i mean like heineken's a big import so that's what belgian
1: so when you say Dutch. you like to think that it's, yours is mostly american is that like on principle no or you're just no it just
0: happens you're just saying that i'm i haven't even looked it. back at it and but i know that more than a few more than half of them are are from america and you just happen to notice that you were like interesting Actually, all but one are from America. Okay. (laughs) So I just looked at it again. I like Dosa Keys. It actually almost made the list, but it didn't quite.
1: So that's number 14 of the (laughs) (laughs) runner-ups. What's number 13, Craig? Uh,
0: hmm. Yeah, no. (laughs) It would just be like 12 different types of pumpkin ale. (laughs) Oh,
1: really? Craig really likes
0: pumpkin ale. I do like pumpkin ale. Okay. Before we get back into my favorite beers, we should talk about the different types of beer. because. Isn't, beer isn't just it's not like, it's like boom. There's beer. There's, <laughs> boom. There's beer. There's tons of beer. That would there's be dark awesome. Dark beer, light if it beer, was like that. Boom. Yeah. There's
1: beer. Holy shit. You don't even need to label beer it. Just it. Just write beer
0: me. on the can. it would be like a seventies TV show. He made beer appear. He said, "Boom. There's beer over and here." The beer
1: appeared over here.
0: Always near. Oh man, this is gonna end our career. <laughs> 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 so. You have ales, of course, and pale ales and what is that? What defines an ale uh, a pale ale uses a top fermenting yeast and predominantly malt as the starch
1: so the bacteria and all that is like at the top of the beer yeah, I guess so <laughs> some of these words I don't understand
0: I'm just I'm just uh, telling you what I've learned I'm not telling you what I've understood
1: because a <laughs> lager is the opposite right it's a bottom yeah of- bottom-feeding yeast? No, what is it? Bottom I don't like the because I love lager. <laughs> well, it's lager is made in colder temperatures and ale is made in hot, hotter temperatures, right?
0: Yeah, well, the name lager comes from the German word uh, lagern, which means to store in okay. Germany. So they were able to store beers in cooler places and those would be the lagers. So.
1: And it's like a smoother taste, right? Whereas uh, yes. ale is stronger?
0: I would say... Uh, well, the ale kind of has more hopsy taste. Okay. The lager has more thick. Like uh, It's in between, I would say, an ale and a and a stout. Okay. And what's a stout? Oh, what's a stout, you ask? What's that a is stout a, with you? That's That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a stout is a very dark beer. It almost looks like oil, kind of like Guinness okay. is a stout. If you've ever had Guinness drop beer, uh, they use slow fermenting yeast and... Uh, and roasted malts
1: and barley. So this yeast doesn't care if it's on top or bottom. It just likes to take things slow.
0: Nope. 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 <laughs> uh, porters are kind of like almost like a semi-stout. It's, it's, a porter is dark and done in the same similar fashion, but it, it's not done for as long. So the stout's going to be darker. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of many stouts. I do like me a good caramel porter if it's done right. I do you have a friend that's made one and is fabulous. That's the only time I've ever had a good karma Porter, though, was a friend's homebrew. Okay. It was probably an accident, like the rest of agriculture. You have wheat beers, which, if you can guess, are made with using wheat.
1: Oh, <laughs> no way. Yeah,
0: I, cool. I would have thought barley, too. I would have thought Irish moss. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they're also top-fermented um, flavored wheat beers. If you like cherry wheat stuff, go go get Sam Adams. I am not one of those fans. I'm not a huge fan of wheat beers. Uh, a big type of beer made in Belgium is the Lambic beer, which is naturally fermented with wild yeasts. Okay. Rather than cult- cultured. So they, they le- just let it go. Just let the yeast run free. It's Lambic. It's not yeah. Iambic or something. Yeah, it's uh, it takes after some of the, lambs. the different
1: lambs. that are <laughs> <laughs> It's Lambic. It has lamb-like properties. It's very (laughs) woolly. It makes a bad noise when you like pop it open. It's like...
0: I wish. (laughs) I fucking wish. Invent it, guys. Somebody can do this. And then you also have your lighter beers like your Pilsners, which a Pilsner is going to be one of the beers that use a clarifying agent uh, to make it less cloudy. It's a light, crisp beer that you see like... Budweiser is a pilsner. Uh, Labatt Blue is uh, is a pilsner. Okay, I believe or no, Labatt Blue is a lager, but Blue Light's a pilsner. Hmm, it's, it's <laughs> a, it should be a pilsner. Uh, like all your major domestic brands, like Miller Light, that's a pilsner. Uh, Coors is a pilsner. So you you this, those are the type of the beers you are thinking of when you are when you are asking for pilsner. And that's not all of them, but that's all I, we really need to talk about. Because you have all sorts of different sub-variations on each one. Like with uh, the, pa- the L's, you have Pale L, Amber L. Um, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. There's too many to go into <laughs> it deeper. But those are a few distinctive major ones okay. that I want to discuss. And the moment you've all been waiting for. What everybody wants to know. What are my favorite beers so I compiled That's what everybody wants a list. To know. Yes, absolutely. I
1: guarantee every one of our listeners is just like, fuck, I can't
0: Listen, wait. Listen, just I've have been wondering me.
1: wondering what Craig's nine favorite beers were. Just,
0: just let me have one of these delusions of grandeur. One of
1: our listeners is just standing in the fucking grocery store, like, come on! Like, with his iPod, yeah. like, should I fast Which forward should I or get? should I just let him get to Which it? Which should Cause...
0: I get? Uh, yeah, so without further ado. My list of top nine favorite. That's right. I said favorite, not best, because that's all a matter of opinion.
1: It's subjective.
0: Favorite beers. Number nine. It's the beer I tend to drink the most on a regular basis. I don't drink as much as I used to, not nearly as much, but it's price comparable to with what I can do right now, and it's tasty, (laughs) is Labatt Blue Light. Really? (laughs) My number nine beer. Wow, I yeah. wonder
1: what got bumped off the list in favor of oh, the Bat man.
0: blue light. Things that probably shouldn't have been bumped off the list. <laughs> I, yeah, this it, is but a... it was more so. That's what I've drank the most um, okay. more recently in the last. The one that's stayed with me consistently that I've been able to afford. I so, have
1: absolutely nothing against Labatt Blue. Uh, it's tasty. I, it just surprised me that that's where we're starting. On. Out
0: of all those, yeah, well, they get way better from here. Uh, <laughs> out of all those, I like. I prefer it to Budweiser. I prefer it to Miller. I prefer it to Coors. Uh, and there there you have it. There's my one I singular too. imported I mean, beer I usually on my list. I usually
1: just regular Labatt, but uh, same idea. I'll drink yeah. Labatt Blue Light.
0: I, I, I kind of like the taste of uh, Blue Light. Okay. Over Labatt.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll prefer that over any of the beers you just listed yeah. too.
0: And there's my singular lone imported beer on my list. Cool.
1: That's so funny because I was going to make a joke that it was going to be Labatt Blue and I was just going to be joking. And I wow, was it serious. Yeah. It really there
0: was. It uh, number eight, original Blue Moon. Oh, love I love the taste. Blue Moon. Yes. It has been known as a quote unquote man rule or man law through commercials. Don't fruit the beer. Don't fruit the beer. Uh, it's kind of funny. And laughable But if it's Fruited properly I, It makes it taste better Yeah that's I
1: think that's stupid
0: I, I agree You shouldn't have to Add a fruit An actual slice of fruit To beer like, In order to make it taste good
1: Come on man As a what fuck it's We have enough Fucking gender roles To keep up with Now you gotta add As a man I can't like the taste Of fruit
0: We could blame what Miller For that ad Fruit campaign. is
1: delicious
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And it has Natural sugars
1: And it's good for you <laughs> This is a self-destructive fucking perspective you have, my friend.
0: Yeah, we can thank uh, Miller Brewing Company for that ad campaign. I think it was Champ Guy. <laughs> they were like, hey,
1: should we throw some of this in the mix? No, it's Champ. Ah, oh, the brewing is Champ.
0: <laughs> uh, number seven comes back to my favorite brewing company of all. You might know this by now, but uh, it's their original home mainstay. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Love it. That's number nine, wow. That, no, I mean, not number that's nine. number seven.
1: Number seven.
0: Love it, love it, love it. It is tasty, it's delicious, and don't worry. I was expecting it we to be have farther it, up there. Well, we haven't seen it. the last of Sam Adams. Oh, okay. so There we go. There you go, exactly. Uh, moving on to number six from, I think it's more of a local microbrewery, Sackett's Harbor, War of 1812. Fairly uncommon and unknown beer, but it's it's excellent. It's a lager. OK, um, it's a dark lager, so it's very flavorful, very, uh, very hopsy. And I would suggest if you ever find it, give it a try. You, you'll enjoy it if you like lagers down. Wow. We're uh, we're moving fa- fast here. Number five, halfway down the list. It's a beer you can only get in one place. Sam Adams only brews this in Boston and only sell sells it in Boston. Oh, really? Yes. I got to try it when I went to Cheers a few years ago and the taste still hasn't left my mouth. <laughs> Sam Adams Boston brick red. So good. So so Boston so good. Brick red. You have to go to Boston to get it though. So what's it taste like? Unfortunately. Delicious. Tastes like heaven. It's hard to describe. Hard, very hard to describe. It's um yeah, plus it was also over a year since I've had it. So uh I was kind of joking when it's I said like a the brick taste. Brick to the mouth of left flavor. my lips. I just remember how how impressed I was with it. Uh, It was light, yet sweet, yet heavy at the same time. It was all things that beers should be. And the only reason it's not further down the list is because I've only had it one day in my life. Moving on to number four. It's that time of year, fall season. Uh, Saranac Brewing Company in Utica makes a delicious pumpkin spiced ale. Saranac pumpkin spice. That needs to be drank and consumed every year around fall. Uh, I get at least two 12-packs every year of this. And... Following it at number three is a different pumpkin ale from Southern Tier Brewing Company called Pumpkin.
1: Okay, yeah, I've had Pumpkin.
0: It's great, isn't it? Is this oh my Very god. Good. Drinking it is like literally drinking a piece of apple pie.
1: No. It's not no. literally like that.
0: It's literally like drinking a piece of pumpkin pie. Drinking it is literally like drinking a piece of pumpkin pie. It's not literally No, it like literally that. is. It literally tastes like pumpkin pie. It does.
1: I don't know if I'd want to drink a pumpkin pie. I don't know. No, I don't think you'll it's love it. Really like
0: that. You'll love it. It's so good. Just buy a couple deuces of it. You're good.
1: I've had it. We had it before we went to uh, Fright Night, didn't we?
0: Probably, and that might have been Saranac Pumpkin Spice. I well, don't know. I've had pumpkin. I don't know Pumpkins, Yeah, I mean anybody that's had it knows that they've had it. Is it's a fairly unique name, pumpkin. <laughs> Uh, for number two, I'm going with my favorite Sam Adams brew of all time it's the one that keeps me warm in the, in cold winter nights winter lager okay, That is my favorite Sam Adams beer period it on on a cold winter day, it actually warms me up even though it's a cold beer, like it makes my belly feel nice and warm and <laughs> so I love the feeling of drinking it. I love the taste of it and can wait, can I get a Tiffany roll for, no. for number one no. I deny you. Can I make my own Tiffany roll number one No. Ah. Oh, well. Number one is from Stone Brewing Company out of San Diego, California, weighing in at a dominant 7.2% alcohol content. You have Arrogant Bastard Ale, because to drink it is to be arrogant. <laughs> That's the only reason? It's No, it's, it's really good. It's strong, yet not too overpowering. Um, I mean, it's one of those
1: beers you can only get in like the bigger bottles, right? Yes,
0: you can only get it in a 22-ounce bottle yeah. at your local grocery store, at least in in uh, Syracuse, New York area. I'm sure if you were at San Diego, it would probably be in 12-packs at every shop. Uh, you could probably go get growlers of it from the brewing company. Okay. But who knows? I've never been to San Diego. can't speak for them. But that is my list that... Delicious, delicious lists that I am now probably going to try to buy all of them, even though I can't because of, you know, the time of year. OK, well, I'm glad I got to get my list out there. I'm glad we talked about beer. I'm glad everybody loved it. But this podcast ran a little too long for me personally. I have to go to work. I am so sorry, everybody. Nathan, can you close us out, please? Yeah, please. I
1: gotcha. Craig will be back
0: next, next week. week. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um... You're, you're going to find a replacement for me in that short amount of time? Damn you. And also, I don't want to listen to this and find out you've been uh, pretending to be me, imitating my voice for me again.
1: (laughs) For the end of the episode, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to edit this whole part out where you ask me (laughs) to close out the episode by myself. You're just going to do it. uh, Yeah. Uh, See you later, dude.
0: Well, it's been real. Later, bitches.
1: Well, that's our beer episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be back with a whole new episode, a whole new topic. We're actually going to be doing another music-themed episode, so you can look forward to that. We're going to be, for surprisingly the first time ever, covering a band for next week's episode. What band are we covering? Well, if you want to know and you don't want to wait till next Wednesday, then go drop by our Facebook page and give that a like. That'll keep you updated with our status updates and uh You know, news about upcoming episodes. You will find out the episode topic before the episode comes out if you're a fan of the Facebook page. So go give us a like there on Facebook. Uh, You can keep track of our YouTube channel too. We're actually doing more and more there. I want to say every day, but not technically every day. But more episodes going up there. There's about 18 or so full episodes. There's some clips and stuff, which I'm sure you're not interested in clips if you're already listening to the series but there's also promos we did an unboxing and haul video we did uh we did the ice bucket challenge and there's other fun stuff there too i've got my own youtube you can check out at shaggy the shaman on youtube all sorts of videos that i do weird stuff from all different angles and my roommate just recently threw his hat into the youtube ring i guess Check him out at YouTube.com slash the Stephen Humphrey. He just put up a rap, and he will be putting up more soon. So go ahead and give him a like and subscribe, too, if you're into the, his shit. Speaking of beer, you may recognize him as the co-host of the drunkiest episode of Sylph Radio yet. Sylph Radio is my other podcast. It's strictly Pokemon. It's kind of like Fairpoint. Every episode is a different topic, we do banter and talk sometimes about news, but this deals completely with the Pokemon universe, so if you're a Pokemon fan, check it out. It's on iTunes, just like Fairpoint, or you can find it all over the place, different podcast directories. You can find it on YouTube, on Fairpoint's channel, and we're only trying to make this more and more available, so if there is a way that you could get more use out of us, that you, it would be easier for you to hear us. Let us know. You can shoot us an email at fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com if none of the other options, YouTube, Facebook, appeal to you. Or you can find us on Twitter, at fairpointpod. Keep listening. ScarePoint 2014 is coming soon. Only three more episodes until October. So keep your ears peeled for more news on that. Until next time, I'm Nathan Capisser thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Some people that were fighting for prohibition to be repealed were using like advertisements that had like babies holding beer but like a mug full of beer,
0: yeah. That little meme on Facebook of the drunk-looking baby at a St. Patrick's Day <laughs> that, parade. Yes,
1: they were circulating that. <laughs> <laughs> People would add their own captions. It was adorable. <laughs> then they just they got carried away. They started circulating dogs and cat memes, and it was just like, all right. It was cute for a minute, but that was just annoying, Grandma.
0: Grandma's <laughs> fed up
1: with it!